Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. The Justice Department asking an appeals court to lift a judge's order preventing the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation from going forward. Also this morning. Prince George's County's curfew goes into a second weekend. I'm Annalisa Gale. On the road in the district, you'll want to keep an eye out for lower speed limits along some roads. I'm Melissa Howell. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. The Department of Justice is asking an appeals court to allow them to resume reviewing documents taken from former President Trump's Florida home. CBS's Scott McFarland. The Department of Justice wants its access restored to some of these records seized from Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. And they're asking the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to help restore that access. In a late Friday night filing, they argue the government and the public will be irreparably harmed if they can't get access to those records again. And they say the records bearing classification markings are not subject to any plausible claim of privilege. Evidence of war crimes in Ukraine, CBS's Cammy McCormick reports. The Ukrainians say some of the bodies show evidence of torture. There were nearly 450 graves at the site near Izium. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. This is part horrifically of a continuum, an ongoing story. Whenever we see the Russian tide recede from the parts of Ukraine that it's uh, occupied, we see what's left in its wake. Ukrainian authorities say some of the bodies had hands tied behind their backs and ropes around their necks. California's governor is calling out the governors of Florida and Texas for sending away migrants. What these governors are doing are disgraceful. Governor Gavin Newsom specifically called out Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, saying he was, quote, monstrous for using the political stunt for fundraising. Newsom said if asylum seekers were shipped to California, they would be treated humanely while waiting for their court dates. Newsom is asking the Department of Justice to investigate allegations the migrants were falsely offered jobs and housing, what he says could amount to fraud or even kidnapping. Matt Bigler for CBS News, Vallejo, California. Elon Musk is still the world's richest man with a fortune of more than $270 billion, but Amazon's Jeff Bezos has been replaced as number two, according to Forbes by Indian tycoon Gotham Adani. King Charles and his siblings stood vigil by the coffin of their late mother, Queen Elizabeth, Friday as mourners waited in lines that stretched for hours and miles. Outside Windsor Castle, mounted police rode in formation. Security is being stepped up ahead of the Queen's burial there on Monday. I'd much rather than do that than not. Something terrible happened because it's always on the back of your mind. The Queen will be buried in St. George's Chapel next to her late husband, Prince Philip. Ian Lee, CBS News, London. October, Oktoberfest kicks off today after a two-year pandemic hiatus. But there's concerns in Germany that inflation may be a party pooper. The price of a mug of beer is 15% more than last year, about $13. This is CBS News. WTOP is always on, even when your car isn't. Download the WTOP app to listen live or ask your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP or OK, Google, play WTOP. The latest news, 24-7, 365. WTOP is everywhere you are. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. WTOP at 303. 
Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome in. September 17th, 2022. We're looking at a sunny day. Humidity will be low. Highs in the low to mid 80s. We're at 64 right now. I'm Dean Blaine. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this early Saturday together. Breaking news on WTOP. LGBTQ rights are being rolled back locally a lot, we hear in Virginia. Transgender students must now take part in athletic programs and use school facilities based on the sex they were born with. Under new model policies for schools out now from the Glenn Youngkin administration, a document out just late last night, Friday night, also says schools must require parents to turn over legal documents before a student can change their name or gender. Teachers cannot be forced to refer to transgender students by their names and genders. The guidelines also say that schools cannot tell teachers to hide information about a student from a parent. That means teachers could be forced to out transgender kids to their parents. State Board of Education on this will not have to vote to adopt the policies. Legal changes are expected here. Stay tuned. WTOP at 304. And a vote of 4-3 this week. The Spotsylvania County School Board deciding to move forward with an offer to Superintendent nominee Mark Taylor. He will be offered almost 250000 bucks a year for this role. Taylor has no experience, apparently, in public education and has been under scrutiny of late for racial social media posts. School board member Nicole Cole voted against Taylor's nomination. She said that he is not qualified to serve as superintendent during the board meeting last night. There's an offer of two hundred and forty-five thousand for someone who meets, who 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 meets um, not even half of the job qualifications. The Virginia Board of Education voting this week to grant a superintendent's license to Taylor. That happened on Thursday. It's 305 Spotsylvania County Sheriff's deputies meantime we hear will no longer provide security at those school board meetings. Our news partners at NBC4 reporting this Saturday morning that it's related to the controversy over Mark Taylor. Sheriff Roger Harris says that school board chair Kirk Twig is interfering he thinks with the First Amendment right of residents to speak their minds on the issue and he's using the deputies to do it. For instance on Monday night just this week Twig ordered deputies to remove a woman apparently who was speaking at the podium. Stay tuned. 3.06, Saturday morning, September 17th. Also this morning, locally, Prince George's County's curfew program. Is it working is the question as we head into weekend number two. I just want to say thank you so much to all of the parents who jumped in right with us. Prince George's County leaders are expressing their gratitude for parents as they enter their second weekend with a curfew for teens 16 and under. Since starting their curfew, they say they've had one teen out after the time allowed. The 16-year-old who was in a car with a man carrying a weapon was taken home. Her parents then received a warning. And the second interaction is the one I love. We actually received a call where a mother was there with her son and she was trying to enforce the the curfew. The county is also stepping up park and recreation hours and crime hotspots this week in at least eight centers. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. When you drive in D.C., you'll want to be extra mindful about how fast you're going these days. That's all because there's a speed limit change on some very 
busy, busy roadway. The speed limit has dropped from 30 miles per hour to 25 in some areas. Drivers can expect to see the change along Connecticut Avenue Northwest and New York Avenue Northeast. Now, roads set to see similar changes include North Capitol Street and portions of Wheeler Road Southeast. Now, it's part of Mayor Muriel Bowser's Vision Zero goals. The district's Department of Transportation says the five-mile difference will have a major impact when it comes to reducing crashes and serious injuries. Officials will continue to look at additional roads that may benefit benefit from the reduced speed. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. The D.C. Sports Huddle is part of the Associated Press award-winning WTOP Sports Department. Winners of the Chesapeake AP Award for outstanding year-round local sports. Dave Johnson, George Wallace, Dave Preston, and Rob Woodford bring you exclusive takes on every D.C. team. Listen to the Huddle Podcast on the Podcast D.C. app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the discussion on the WTOP News YouTube channel and read the weekly email newsletter sponsored by MGM National Harbor. It's time to change the game at BetMGM. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Saturday morning, September 17th. Welcome in. We've made it to the weekend, everybody, where the time now is 3.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks through the overnight early morning hours. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. A lot of our work on 66 has it's been kind of a bust, this work. So we were kind of expecting a lot of really gnarly, nasty things to have to talk about this morning, including stoppages in traffic because of some overhead work that had been scheduled on 66 westbound over the top or with the the. the the overhead work on 66 beneath the gallows road overpass that's what he tried to say but most of this has pretty much evaporated there are still some flashing uh, lights in the roadway sending you over to the left after the beltway as you make your way toward 123 ultimately down to a single left lane but i think a lot of this stuff has been picked up and put away and maybe they're bracing themselves for saturday night into sunday morning for the big work We'll, we'll let you know, but for the moment, the ride on 66 is fairly uneventful. On the ramp from the outer loop to go west on 66, a left lane getting by there, and then further upstream on the outer loop before 193, two right lanes past the ongoing work there on 95 and on 395, doing very well. No reported delays. Maryland, 95, and... Or check that on 50 across the Bay Bridge. It's two-way traffic running on the westbound span. There had been work as well westbound after Cape St. Clair Road heading toward uh, Route 2 and the Severn River Bridge. The work zone was over on the right. You were getting by at single file to the left. Ian Crawford, WTLP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking a beautiful weekend, although it's definitely going to feel a little bit warmer and a lot more like summer here over the next few days. Starting off your Saturday morning on a very nice note. Not quite as cool as our Friday, but still quite nice. Look for a high temperature in the low 80s on Saturday. Sunday, a high temperature of 87 degrees as we make our way to the day on Monday. Going for a high in the upper 80s to around 90, so the heat moving back in. And on Tuesday, a high temperature once again around 87 I meaning summer doesn't want to end anytime soon. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. We're at 66 degrees at the wharf in D.C., 66 in Oxon Hill. You're waking up to 58 this early Saturday morning, 3 a.m. hour, September 17th. To 58 in Sterling, we're at 64 degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The very latest in just moments on WTOP. It's 311. Good morning. Welcome in. 
Now to Ukraine this morning as authorities continue to uncover atrocities in eastern Ukraine that Russian troops have committed before leaving their weapons and running away. A key question looms this Saturday morning. Is Russia about to give up on this war? Some of the U.S.'s top intelligence officials talked about that this week with WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green. The short answer is no. It's not over. Vice Admiral Frank Whitworth, director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. He joined the directors and deputies from the CIA, DIA, FBI, and the National Reconnaissance Organization. General Scott Barrier, who leads the DIA, says we're seeing signs of weakness in the Russian military. Um, this, is, uh, this is really tough for the Russians because they've expended a lot of resources. They've not yet mobilized. And so they're coming to a point right now where I think um, uh, Putin may have to reevaluate what his objectives are. All of those officials joined me at the INSA National Security and Intelligence Summit. CIA Deputy Director David Cohen said the war is continuing and the U.S. and CIA is continuing to invest in their Ukrainian counterparts. And while the U.S. isn't telling Ukraine what to do with its intelligence it gets, it's clear that U.S.-provided intelligence has made a huge difference in Ukraine's ability to fight this war. J.J. Volodymyr Zelensky wants the world to now help them because of what they've discovered from Russia, these war crimes, what does he want? He wants the UN and other organizations to essentially document, verify, and essentially word out, not just word, but also documentation out there that shows what's happening, what's taking place. The UN High Commissioner for Human Rights said they're going to send a team to Izium to verify these allegations about mass graves. And there are also a lot of reporters already there that have documented it as well. Elizabeth Throssel from the UN said our colleagues in Ukraine are following up on these allegations and they are aiming at organizing a monitoring visit to Izium. So I suspect what's happening and what the president in Ukraine is asking for is more of these visits to more places. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your health care provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at TreatCovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. You're with WTOP, 19 Lane. At 314, sports next on WTOP, one minute away. Hi, I'm Rich McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath & Tile. I had a customer call me recently and ask if I could recommend someone that could do a small repair in her bathroom. A little surprised at the question, I said, Mrs. Shepard, we've done two other bathrooms for you. Why wouldn't you have us do the repair? She said, oh my, I didn't think you'd be interested in such a small job. So it got me thinking, I wonder how many other folks out there wonder the same thing. Well, I'm here to tell you that at Metropolitan Bath & Tile, we love small jobs. If it's in a bathroom, we're happy to do it. Everything from recalking to a whole new bathroom. It doesn't have to be a big job to make us happy. Small jobs are large. Serving our customers with honesty and integrity, that's what makes us happy. So call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH or visit us at MetroBath.com. That's MetroBath.com. Bathroom remodeling. It's what we do. It's all we do. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Saturday, September 17th. The weekend, everybody. We've made it. Welcome in this early hour. 3.15 and Frankie's turn this weekend morning. Nationals come back from four zip down to knock off the Marlins 5-4 at Nats Park to snap a five-game losing skid. And it was win number 50 on this season for the Nationals. Yeah, they've got 94 losses, but this one was a good victory as it came from the depths of uh, losing again. Found a way, four runs in the seventh. Joey Manessis and inside the park homer, C.J. Abrams with a triple to score two. And then they got another run in the eighth, and they hold on for the 5-4 victory over the Marlins. Same two on Saturday afternoon back at Nationals Park. Orioles were losers at Toronto, 6-3. NFL commenders will head to Detroit on Saturday as they line up to face the Lions on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Commanders want to know Detroit is 0-1, fell short against Philadelphia 38-35 last week, and despite all of the recent struggles for Detroit, not saying the commanders haven't either, but Detroit is favored by 1.5. First time they've been favored in 25 games. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has a fracture to his rib cartilage. Happened in the loss on Thursday night at Kansas City. The team says for now he's considered as day-to-day. Again, Nats come back and beat the Marlins 5-4. Frank Handrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 316 Saturday morning on WTOP. Welcome in this early hour. Among the top stories this weekend morning we're following for you here at TOP, the Department of Justice trying to block parts of a federal judge's ruling that stopped its ongoing investigation into documents seized at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence last month. This coming the day after the U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon appointed Judge Raymond Deary to serve in the formal spot as special master and review the evidence seized at Mr. Trump's Florida residence. The ongoing relocation of migrants by Republican governors could lead to a legal fight. Politico reporting this week the California governor, Gavin Newsom, along with leaders in Florida and Massachusetts, are urging the Justice Department to investigate Ron DeSantis. And Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says his office is examining the legality of busing, uh, busing migrants that would be into his state from Texas. Here at home in Virginia, word now that they will require the transgender students use the bathroom of the sex they were assigned at birth and direct educators to notify parents of student gender transitions. The new rules were outlined at a document released by the Virginia Department of Education just late last night. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in minutes where the time is 317 Saturday morning. You know, after an impressive run in the U.S. Open tennis tournament, a local star is being honored in the county he grew up in. I welcome you likewise on Francis Tiafo Day in Prince George's County. County Executive Angela also Brooks doing the honors at the Junior Tennis Champions Club in College Park where Tiafo learned the game. Continue to cheer him on. Tiafo! Hundreds showed up to do just that with Tiafo. It's truly unbelievable. Uh... To come here and feel all the love after the best two weeks of my life means everything. And his parents on hand. With the grace of God, he will continue to excel. JTCC will always be um, a home for me. Tiafo's father, Francis Sr., worked maintenance at the JTCC, living on the grounds with Francis and his brother. In Prince George's County, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. It's Saturday, September 17th. Welcome to the weekend, 318 in the morning. Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. To the district and waiting for it all clear at our crash activity eastbound on the Southwest Freeway. I-395 as you make your way from the Case Bridge. The, cra- the crash was near the Third Street Tunnel over on the right side. The ramps to the Third Street Tunnel were blocked. Unclear whether they still are. Last update we had about a mm, half an hour ago.
did indicate that there were some tow trucks on scene, but have not had an update since then. The rest of the district ride is good. We go to Virginia, check our work zones, which seem to be in the process of disappearing again after the Capitol Beltway westbounders, ultimately down to one single lane to the left to get past the work zone. We had been expecting stoppages, have not seen any, don't expect any now. On eastbound 66, after Haymarket, before you get to Gainesville, a left lane getting by that work zone. And then before you get to exit 57 for Route 50 at Fair Oaks, it's two to the left to get by that work. 395, and on 95, we remain blessedly quiet as far south as Fredericksburg. Beltway, couple of issues to step around. Outer Loop before Georgetown Pike, it's two right lanes to get by. And then on the Outer Loop, we have to go west on 66, getting into that whole thing on 66. You're down to a single left lane to do it. In Maryland, we'd had crash activity and some off-road activity. Interloop before Pennsylvania Avenue with caution over on the right side. Hopefully that has been rectified. 95, BW Parkway, 270, all quiet. 50, across the Bay Bridge, we've got two-way traffic running on the westbound span. Westbounders, you're finding additional issues after Cape St. Clair Road, getting closer to Baydale Drive, a left lane getting by the works on the ramps to Baydale Drive, exit 28. That shut down. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Tracking a lot more sunshine over the next couple of days. We've seen nothing but, except for some wildfire smoke the last few days. And we'll see that again over the weekend, which should make for some nice sunsets. Look for a high temperature on your Saturday of around 84 degrees. Sunday, going for a high of 87. As we make our way into the day on Monday, feeling a lot more like summer with a high close to 90. And right now, Tuesday, looking for a high temperature of 87 degrees. Some really nice weather as we make our way through the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 66 degrees at Tyson. Quarter. You're waking up this early 3 a.m. hour Saturday morning, September 17th to 64 degrees in Crofton, 66 Longmont Plaza. We are at 62 degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber, trusted same day service seven days a week. Check him out, Lynn the Plumber. We're in the community. Maryland says one person. Bringing you the news that shapes our region. Listen to WTOP on air. On the WTOP app and on Alexa, Washington's top news, constantly updated 24-7, 365. Stick around. Coming up this Saturday morning, shifting gears. This weekend morning on WTOP, we'll check out stuff for you to watch this weekend. Don't go away. It's 321. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that... If you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. You're listening to WTOP News. For the time now, Saturday morning, September 17th, this 322. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. stuff for you to watch this weekend. Actor John Hamm plays a smart Alec carefree sleuth in the reboot of Fletch. This one's called Confess, Fletch. 
It hits theaters and on demand this weekend. My father's paintings were stolen. The Picasso was appraised at $20 million. Well, it hardly seems worth stealing. You're not a detective. But I was an investigative reporter. It's an occupation that's been cheapened by the digital age, like president. Vulture critic Jen Cheney joined Mark and Gigi earlier with a review on the movie and the return of an HBO series. This movie, Confess Fletch, is very different from the Chevy Chase Fletch movie because this is a little bit more low-key and understated. And as you said, John Hamm is taking over the part. And this is exactly the kind of role that I've been wanting to see John Hamm do since Mad Men ended. It's perfect for his skills. He's funny. He's wry. There are even some scenes that reunite him with John Slattery from Mad Men. And I have not been happier to see two people on screen together since I don't know when. It just made me feel so good to see the Mad Men guys back together. I found this very, very entertaining, very fun. Just don't expect it to be like the Fletch movies from the 80s. Indeed, I was going to ask, I understand that uh, Hollywood has been trying for some time unsuccessfully to bring this series back to the big screen. Any sense of why it took so long and whether fans of the Chevy Chase version will like this one? Yeah, I mean, there have been different names associated with bringing this back. At one point, Kevin Smith was going to do it, and it just took a while for somebody to actually get it in motion. I don't know how Chevy Chase fans will feel about it, and it's a different sort of tone and take on Fletch, but they do tee it up at the end to potentially adapt the next novel in the series. So if people like it, hopefully they'll make more of these. So let's switch to gears to HBO's Los Spookies. Fans have been waiting three years to get the second season of the series. Tell us about it. Fred Armisen is in it. It's about a group of people that basically they stage supernatural incidents that aren't real it's their business it's a, such a funny show it's very very offbeat but it's very deadpan in the way the comedy is presented and i was just laughing through every episode watching the second season and it's back on hbo there's no business like show business checking stuff for you to watch like weekend this is Vulture critic Jen Cheney on Skype. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. For the time now, Saturday morning is 325. Money news each half hour at 25 and 55. We bring you on TOP. Jeff Claybaugh with us this early hour to wrap your business week. Well, lost another 139 points Friday. It lost four and a quarter percent for the week. FedEx's CEO is expecting a global recession now. FedEx stock lost almost a quarter of its value Friday. Virginia has gained 118,000 jobs in the last year. Maryland has gained back 72,000. 31% of home sales are now all cash. That's an eight-year high, but only 18% of sales in the D.C. metro are all cash. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Serta Pro commercial painters have powers beyond those of ordinary painters. The power of minimal disruption. We work with you to ensure a smooth project. The power of making you look good. Making sure it's done right, on time and within budget, so every property manager looks like a hero. That's Serta Pro painters. The power of pro. Get your project started at SertaPro.com. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. Feel the with Dean Lane on WTOP. Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family. For families of all 